Hello and welcome to Social Media Weekly, episode 3rd July 2018. Social Media Weekly is brought to you by Virtual Fedless Marketing, the digital marketing agency that helps small businesses go digital. My name is Sean. I'm JK. Faustina here. I'm Reha. And in this week, we talk a lot about Facebook, a little bit of stuff about Twitter and Instagram, and a lot more about Facebook. Yay. Uh, so, topic number one. Facebook announced a new level of transparency for ads and pages. This is uh, quite an interesting thing. This announcement came straight from the horse's mouth. Facebook said that they are making ads that pages are running completely transparent to everyone to see. That extends, this extends across to Facebook, Messenger, Instagram, and Facebook's partner networks. So uh, from Facebook, anyone who visits the page uh, you go into this section called infos and ads, you will be able to see the creatives and copies. So which means that you'll be able to see all the ads that this brand and this page creates and is running at, at this point of time. Uh, users can even flag anything suspicious by reporting them as well. Uh, there is even a section called page information where users can see relevant changes made to a page, including the name, name of the, the uh, a change, a name change, date the page was created and more. Uh, the purpose of this is to allow users to actually investigate more on the pages to see if these pages were created like just before uh, for the purpose of trolling, purpose of scamming, uh, or whether it's actually a very long, long-term brand that has been going on for a while and all the ads that are related and if there are any like uh, like a malicious ads that these pages are creating. To think people will actually pay to throw people. <laughs> oh no. Well, you see, the thing is, the they are doing this as a reaction uh, to the the US elections. Okay. Because yeah. a lot of fake accounts were created okay. to actually um, to actually convince people of things and they brand it so well that it it looked as if it was a very old journalist company, whereas it's not. And on the other end, there are also business uh, brands that are pages that are that never see the light of day, which means that nobody actually knows they exist. But they use these 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 pages to actually run malicious ads, ads that are misleading, uh, ads that that push articles that talk about news that are fake. Things like that. Yeah. Waiting around perception of things. Yeah. I think this is just opening another can of worms. It's like, you know, the cyber troopers could be, you know, you hire a bunch of cyber troopers and keep reporting. <laughs> so, so, I don't know. I'm not, not, not so sure about this, though. Transparency, yes. I believe um, the purpose, well, the purpose Facebook is doing this, the, the actual, the initial purpose is for a good cause. Yeah. There's yeah. a good reason for them to yeah. do it. Like, for example, uh, on a personal level, yeah. if someone just texts you on Facebook or something and you don't know if that profile actually, mm. if it's a catfish or a real person, yeah. you would go into that account's history and see how far it goes, what kind of pictures they share, how they interact with people. So this is kind of like bringing this same concept into brands mm -hmm. where the transparency works in that way. Mm -hmm. And 
allowing users to actually report it um, on itself is a is for a good purpose. It's like they are they are crowdsourcing. They're using the people mm. to actually mm. um, be filter advocates the for them, filter uh, yeah. filter for them. But like what you said, Rehan, it becomes very dangerous if they use a machine mm. to do the filtration. Let's say if a report comes in, mm. instead of using a person to vet through to see whether it's real or not, so they use a machine to do mm. it. And if the people are able to bypass the, the machine's algorithm, mm. then you can actually yeah. actually um, attack competitors with it yeah well it all comes down to our the people's reaction to it you know, how they mm-hmm. want to use it and how they want to misuse it yeah but this but this also means that uh, the company has less control of their own page yeah it's quite hard really nowadays i wouldn't say it's about control i i think it's just a matter of letting people know that you are running a set of ads I don't think it's about control because for now right our brands can't even like we have run ads for clients before right Mm. our clients don't even know what ads we run if they have no access to the ads manager through this method they can actually see all the ads that are running and all the ads that have run before maybe up to a certain time frame before it goes away so to that it becomes like a collection of it and I think it's also good for the economy also because it keeps the environment very competitive for the digital marketing side. Mm. So yeah. people are constantly monitoring the competitor and learn what's new. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Passing information, yes, I think that'll be yeah. I think that's uh that's quite that's quite a good way of looking at it as well. Here they said they show the active ads that are running. They yeah. say that the they past show ads, you the past yeah. ads. Yeah, they say they say about active ads, but I'm not too sure about past ads. Yeah, uh, past ads no mm-hmm. This is active ads, so yeah. we can actually see the we can actually scroll back line and see. Mm. So these are the things that we can actually learn as a digital marketer. Yeah, the things what what how did they do good and why did they do good? The things we use as case studies, huh? Yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty good. So okay, and by the way, Twitter has also released an ad transparency center where you can see ads bought by an account. So any account. So this came about when online platform has faced growing but politically scrutiny. What do you think? <laughs> scrutiny around the role. They have played in spreading misinformation. <laughs> My goodness. It's a uh, scrutiny. Scrutiny. <laughs> and particularly in the 2016 US presidential election. So what it does is Twitter says that this with this tool, you should be able to search for any Twitter handle and bring up all the ad campaigns from that account that ran in the past seven days. So for political advisors in the advertisers in the US, there will be a additional data including information around billing, ad spend, impression per tweet, and demographic targeting. So everyone should be able to access the ads transparency center. So no, no logins no, required. Wow, this is pretty interesting, especially for the political advertisers in the US. Mm. People can actually see the billing, the ad spend, impressions per tweet, demographic targeting. So they have inside scoop on the insights of um, yeah, ads. That's actually quite dangerous <laughs> for us. Well, like, no, like, no, 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 this is this is this is actually well, this like this thing that you wrote says, right? Mm for political advertisers in the US. It's got nothing to do with us. Oh, thank God. But why they are doing this is because they uh, they don't want people to target 
demographics to create hate, like all these uh, uh, white supremacists and uh, racism and uh, you know all these kind of things. So by by allowing people to see what these ads, who these ads are targeting, and what uh, you know what kind of other information they use to target people, they are able to immediately identify if these ads are uh, trying to incite hate. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, everyone's being transparent. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's quite interesting because also that both Twitter and uh, Facebook announced this at about the same time. Although Twitter said that they actually let out an announcement in October two thousand seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess the world is going towards more transparency. <laughs> Like yeah, people, bunch of people kids, don't mind being trapped. Bunch of kids seeking for attention. Me, me, me! It's like it's like Facebook says, "Oh, we're we're announcing this one." And then Twitter goes like, "Hey, we have done it in October, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just letting you know again that we have done it in October." Tumpang glamorous. All right. So now, so today's episode, we have new features on Instagram. Yeah, three new features, in fact, which is I mean, just recently, Instagram announced they rolled out their three new features, which is ask questions on Insta stories, Instagram music, and Instagram's new explore feed category or the topic, um, category. So first off is. The first two haven't really rolled out to Malaysian audience yet, but yeah, we're just letting you guys know. So ask questions on Insta stories. So instead of those polls and sliders that you usually <laughs> ask, right, like yes and no, yeah. or how much do you like this, um, this new feature, ask questions, allows you to ask open-ended questions, meaning your friends and response responders and all can can give as detailed or as lengthy answers as they would like. For example, you ask them to roast me. Like how you ask Wendy's to roast, her, roast yourself, right? So your friends can de- roast you in as much excruciating details as they like. <laughs> so let's say they don't have they have something they don't like about JK. <laughs> so then like... Ah, everybody loves me. Okay, yeah. Example. Example. Hello. Example. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the so the the thing about this is right, um the question now is because we don't have a chance to actually test this out. Yeah. Yes, it's not it hasn't been rolled out yet. But let's say if we are able to put multiple questions like this in one single insta story mm. we can actually create a form survey yeah. a literal survey form insta survey because you have the yes you the have the yes idea. no <laughs> insta survey <laughs> insta survey <laughs> brilliant name <laughs> um, you can have a, so you can have a yes no question mm. right you can have a, from a scale to 1 to 10 yeah. and you can ask an open ended question where people can give you a feedback so you can just immediately put a form out and just allow people to if we are allowed to, to put more than your, one of this yeah if you can allow to put more than one of this let's say 
um, yeah, then then you should be able to do yeah, a proper. <laughs> Speaking of the the Insta survey thing, I was thinking if they put it into WordPress, then it directs it to the story. Wow, money making. You heard it from me. We are trying to sell this thing very hard. <laughs> Okay la, I mean that you look at a point where it's like it's turning the survey <laughs> form into a more engaging Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah, their yeah. stories are so engaging these days yeah. So imagine you have a survey form that links back, to your, links back to your website yeah. Imagine what you can, uh, how much you can earn Hey, you heard it from me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> I think he took coffee today yeah, but Anyway, moving on to our next feature which is Instagram music So yeah. remember like one of our episodes we said like to include snippets of the song and plus the song title So yeah, it, it's actually here but sadly not in Malaysia yet lah. Uh. I think they probably heard us. Faster <laughs> 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 put out to put out to Malaysia. <laughs> okay. Right. So this in this feature, users can now add add in a fifteen second long fifteen second long song <laughs> in their Insta stories. Um. So how this works is that you can find this little sticker in the same panel as your location tag, your poll, and whatever other stickers that you wanted to put. So yeah, you can find it through there. And after you selected, select that little sticker, you can select, you can scroll through and select whatever songs you want to put in. Or you can search for the song in their mm. library. Okay. And then, so once the clip is added, you can choose how you want the sticker to appear. Like, say, one of your stickers that says Saturday. Like, when you tap it, it has different options. Mm -hmm. So, you, so this is the same thing. You can tap it and it comes out as different little displays. Whether it's the album or a little, like, what's that? Lower third okay, that they says... Have, they, have yeah. a, they have a bunch of different designs that you can use. Yeah. Is this powered by Spotify as well? Yeah, because I remember you can actually no, share it just Spotify. Says, yeah, but no, it's not powered by Spotify. It's not, it's it's not powered by Spotify. Instagram music. You just call it Insta music. Wow. Okay. The, the sticker will just appear music with the little music okay. icon okay. there. Because mm. yeah. it's funny, right? Because if they're allowed to share in Spotify, it, why not just If they're collaborating it? with Spotify, they might as well go all the way, right? Yeah, correct. <laughs> so it's like, it helps in the music industry. Maybe so. Spotify doesn't want them to use they don't want to go into this whole messy thing of using music and the fact that um, okay yeah well so yeah, and there could be there could be a limited list of music that is available so yeah, Instagram they, will probably need to negotiate deals with one record label after another to, to keep unlocking songs unlocking songs yeah. I mean like I saw it on my friend's Insta story <laughs> and Jim <laughs> 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 yeah, I saw it on my friend's Insta story. He's in somewhere in the western, right? Um, like the music icon there. Like when I tap into it, it leads to the artist page. Like where, where, where in Instagram? Like let's say oh, it's Alicia okay, okay, Keys. Okay. Yes, yes, The song is from Alicia Keys. I tap oh, on it, it comes okay. out Alicia Keys. Oh, quite amazing. Quite yeah, so when I tap okay. it again, it goes to their Insta page. So, so they try to keep it inside the yeah. system. So it builds their typical of them. It's kind of like a brand awareness thing for artists. Sign. Just when they start working with Spotify, you thought they are trying to collaborate with other people. 
then they introduce this and they show us that we're all wrong and they're just all about keeping us within their ecosystem the entire time. Yeah. So that actually everything right, you just or you just video yourself and then you just you know edit music inside your own Instagram. Yeah. You don't really need to go to InShot or whatever. Yeah. To edit. All right. So here's a feature that is in Malaysia. <laughs> it's our Instagram Explore feed topic channels. I mean, have any of you like went to your Explore feed there and you find the top? There's like a panel of like different topics like for you yeah. or fitness or yeah. music or yeah. whatever all it is. All they show me is all six pads and chest and you know okay. cheerleading stuff and you know dragon boat stuff. Okay. It's based on your interests. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's I mean what do you think about it for? I think it's nice because they they arrange it for us. Mm-hmm. Um we can look on it look for it based on um interests more than just hashtags because usually what we do is we just look for the most popular hashtag that these posts um, like posts include look for the hashtags and all the posts will come out um, so back then it was a bit more kind of um, cowboy style not really cowboy but you really have to do a little bit of work now they just serve it up the platter for you I guess it's less of a clutter that way it is less of a clutter but in a way, generally, Instagram is becoming a lot more than I would love it to be. Yeah. Because it's getting... They keep adding features like this, it will eventually be Facebook. Yeah. Instagram... Yeah. yeah. Instagram is supposed to be simple, straightforward, limited. I don't know whether you guys noticed when I was scrolling through the feed, it actually, there's one section that says, uh, new highlights from all your friends. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's in your feed, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it becomes like, uh, okay, <laughs> it's getting too cluttered yeah, now. It's, it's getting too cluttered. Oh. It's like, watch uh, watch your friends' Insta stories before they expire and mm-hmm. or stuff like that. That's annoying. Yeah. Got like the IGTV. I off, I off IGTV that, guys, yeah, so. I off that notification because yeah. I find it too annoying. Yeah. Uh, yes, so, the final question. Is anyone still using yes. IGTV? Oopsie. I haven't I haven't watched it since we talked about it last week. Same. Nope. <laughs> I like yes. I'm bored. I don't want to watch it anymore. This, this trend is not happening in Malaysia. <laughs> I to me it feels like a disconnect. It is not Instagram. It doesn't feel like Instagram. It doesn't behave like Instagram. Mm. It is demanding my behavior to be different than how I use Instagram. Yeah. It is not quick enough. It's not something I go to if I have like um, two minutes to spend in between something or I go in the toilet and I poop. <laughs> you know, that just that few, just that 30 seconds to one minute, I just scroll mm. through Instagram to look at stuff quickly, fast. Mm. You know, if I want to go and immerse into something long term, then I decide to go into Facebook because once you go into Facebook, you lose 30 minutes at a time. Yeah. <laughs> True. So, I do that or I go into YouTube. Oh yes, you go to YouTube, you will lose like one, two hours yeah. at any given time. I find, I find the navigation of the whole thing is a bit confusing. That's, uh, I don't like how it, the layout is. That's why uh, the first thing that I go in is shows my friend's feed, mm. which yes. most of the time is IG story. You can, you can find an one. IG story. Instead of letting me browse through what's the content, yeah. you know, uh, 
Then secondly, I think it's the content. There's nothing much to see there. It's, yeah. it's like a, it's like a haunted yeah. place. <laughs> haunted place. Yeah. Like, I've noticed for all these social influencers or public figures on Instagram, now like I think their job lagi mafan, no? They mm-hmm. have to post on IGTV, they have to post on Insta Story, they have to post on uh, the actual Instagram post, mm-hmm. then they have to post on Facebook some more, they put mm-hmm. on Facebook Story. And different <laughs> wow. formats. Then, uh, and then YouTube lagi, who your six six different platforms already with. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. I, I wrote an article about this uh, on where does IGTV stand as compared to stories and posts. Uh, so this is how, because I've been reading a lot about it, right? Mm. In order to write this article. So it says, uh, Instagram was created traditionally as the mobile version of Flickr. Flickr used to be a photographer's platform where photographers would go in, post mm. their photos and everything. But Flickr was, uh, was desktop. And Flickr never made it to mobile because Flickr never thought mobile was a big thing. And professional photography could, can never go into mobile. So Instagram was created uh, to take up this amateur market mm. where the photographers don't want to go to. Then as mobile transitioned into the main platform, yep. Flickr got abandoned and all the professionals came to Instagram. Instagram. So that is when we start to see Instagram photos suddenly becoming very professional. Mm. And that left us, those non-professional people, get a bit feel a bit intimidated because we don't dare to share our stuff because it's not not even half as good as their stuff. It's like itty bitty one percent. Yeah. So 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 we end up consuming more than we create. So we consume more than we post. And then came Insta Story from Snapchat. That was good because why it was because it only lasts 24 hours. Nobody will remember it after 24 hours. So you can post whatever shit you want to post. <laughs> and it will never stay. So you can just post all the stuff that, if you were to post, put it in a post, you will think twice like, it's not good enough, my edit is not good enough, and, and then you take it down. But it's a story, it's like you just put it up there because you know it's going to go away anyway. <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's a haven for amateurs who is not good at taking photos, just for the sake of it, putting it up. But to me, what I think is, IGTV is not meant for us. IGTV is meant for professionals. Professionals who will create, mm. IGTV is meant for us to consume. Mm. So we have the post, which is for probably professional photographers mostly, and a little bit of us half-ass people who use <laughs> you know mm. Photoshop Lite in uh, in the phones. Mm. Story is meant for us because we are the kind of people who want to post something stupid. It's like getting drunk in a pub. You want everyone else who was there to forget everything when the sun comes up. That is what Insta Story is. You're getting drunk and then fight with someone. Yeah. <laughs> and bye. Hi, Andrew. And <laughs> so, hey, Chong, I saw, I saw. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so that, that kind of, that kind of, that is how Insta Story is supposed to be. It's literally getting drunk and then forgetting about it the next day. But IGTV is supposed to be really, really professionally done. Uh, it should be brands that come in like, uh, you know how Snapchat has the discovery site? Yeah. Where you have big brands like uh, big companies like mm. National Geographic, TechCrunch, uh, BBC, CNN, all these kind of journalist companies and everything create daily videos yeah. or weekly videos because they last a long time. Uh, these videos are assumed last forever as long as you don't take it down. So it becomes like really professionally done. Mm. 
it's not for us to create videos. So this transition period where all these crappy people will go in and post Insta stories that is longer than 15 seconds, yeah. this, this phase will die down because the brands will come up and they will overtake the entire environment. I think it's already dying down. Yeah. So, but the brands have not all jumped into this yet. Yeah. Once they come in, I think we will have some really solid content to, mm. to consume. I think now they're just like observing how the yeah, play around yeah, yeah. Alright, uh, now we're going to fill up with, uh, this is an advertisement. So if you want to go pee, you go pee. If you want to go poop, you go poop. <laughs> Whatever your business and however active you are on social media, you need a functional and mobile responsive website. <laughs> social media gets you the traffic, but you play by their rules. If they decide to close it down tomorrow due to some weird regulation, you can't argue with them. With Virtual Peddlers, you are able to own your very own website, WordPress single page website from as low as a promotional price of RM1500. Over 27% of the internet is powered by WordPress, supported by more than 48,000 free plugins for every customization imaginable. Drop us a Facebook message and find out how we can get your brand a spanking new WordPress website today. Oh, there the thing finally came out. Like, where's his, where's, his, where's the, the kangism? Wait for it. <laughs> okay, next up. Facebook tells us who they share our data with. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> stick, stick, okay, the list. Stick, stick. <laughs> the list includes uh, Amazon, Apple, Microsoft. I do not know how to pronounce that. Qualcomm. is the company that produces all the chips for our phones. <laughs> Samsung, Alibaba, Blackberry. Who still uses Blackberry? Yeah, they still use Blackberry. They just launched the key, the key too. Uh... Oh, they are still surviving. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk something about Blackberry, but let we have to this article first. Yes. Then talk about yes. Uh, you also includes a list of, of Chinese firms like Huawei, Lenovo, Oppo, TCL. Lenovo is um, a Chinese brand? Yeah, Lenovo is Chinese. They, they got sold over to when, Chinese firms. I, I remember last, I think last month when they revealed that uh, Facebook has been sharing uh, data to Huawei, there was a bit of concern, you know. Yeah. Um, because you they kind of concern what they do with the data yeah. basically so so okay this what happened was that um two com two chinese companies were caught with this scandal huawei and lenovo um lenovo uh, huawei's case was that uh, they have been known to have the capacity to maliciously modify or steal information um that they get of americans lenovo had a very very weird scandal was that um all the laptops that were created, that were manufactured, that were shipped to the US, came with a little bug inside the laptop that steals information from users. Mm. Yes. And when people found out, they immediately stopped, uh, stopped selling all the Lenovo laptops and got, got it all checked out. Apparently, Lenovo said that it wasn't his fault. It, the bug got installed. The, the spyware got installed during transit. So China and the US has always been politically on two ends of things, right? China like China wants to 
to spy on the US, US wants to spy on China. So, but a lot of uh, high-tech machines are manufactured in China mm. and exported to the US. And what better way to put a Trojan horse than in all the machines that come from China to the US. And Lenovo got caught in this scandal. This runs very deep. It does run very deep. <laughs> it sounds like a China thing. And um, no wonder you know my P10 always people mistaken it for iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder why. <laughs> this is when Thank you for the holy water. This is Costina says. Say don't spray. <laughs> so okay, so so are you guys surprised that the companies that that share that Facebook share data with are all these big companies that we have um, that we all heard of and. Technically, I'm not that surprised. I'm not surprised yeah. given the situations of the. Do you feel a sense of security that these are big companies that are more ethical with? Uh, to be honest, I don't think I feel very secure with anything that I use. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was watching this uh, hacking hacking documentary. It said anything that is convenient is practically not <laughs> not the security level you might want to question. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know that um, there is actually, um, I actually watched a few videos on hacking, right? They say that if you go into a public Wi-Fi, yeah. Yeah. any public Wi-Fi at all, yeah. people can actually key log everything that you do when you're connected. Key logging means that everything you type on your keyboard, they, know. they will know. So if you go go to Maybank to you, you type in your password, the password will come out. So, so the that's moral why you story, don't like going to public yes. places. And if I go public places, I will use my own data. Uh, data. Oh. And if I have to use the Wi-Fi, I have a VPN that I that I yeah. bought, and I will use the VPN. Mm. Not that I have a lot of money or anything to hide, but I just prefer to have this sense of security. Yeah, yeah. understood. This security now. Now, now, if you notice, a lot of things are linked into Facebook. So yes. So, so your security level, you might want to question. Very questionable like, because of yeah, Facebook. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you might not want to always like create account using Facebook login because yes. you do not want give want to give them everything. To be honest, I would prefer to whenever I have a choice, I prefer to use login with my Google account because I trust Google a lot more than I trust Facebook. And I think it was last week or two weeks ago we talked about Snapchat with this API. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it but was last so, week. Yeah. So chances are we may be able to use a Snapchat account to do this. And if we can use a Snapchat account to do this, we are guaranteed more safety because they don't store anything. They just drop it out. So yes, talking about BlackBerry, um, JK, you were saying that BlackBerry was going to die, right? I thought it never existed before. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so for those who are while well, listening to this are too young to remember. BlackBerry was yeah. was the hottest mobile yeah. device before, before iPhone came along, yeah. and it was it wasn't called mobile device. No, it wasn't called mobile device or a smartphone back then. It was called a PDA, Personal mm. Digital Assistant, mm. and it came with a non-touch screen and a bunch, and a QWERTY keyboard. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the keyboard so, is like so mini sized yeah. and in a little. Wait, I loved my BlackBerry. It was yeah. so it awesome. Was so yes, cool. really. I had two. I had two of them. They were so amazing. So when I was younger, to, I wanted was so to get a BlackBerry when I grew up. Mana tahu? Poof. I loved it more than than touchscreens actually, yeah. until touchscreens became a I lot think. smarter in prediction yeah. So, I shared an article earlier this week. I don't know yesterday or the day before or late last week or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
Microsoft is launching a Surface mm. in the size of a phone with a physical keyboard. Fudge! So which this means that this whole PDA thing is coming back. How? Well, you already have <clears throat> Siri and Google Assistant. So you, you, okay, you see this, right? Okay, in a way, it kind of makes sense. Let's look at this. Uh, the, the, the tapping, the tapping, the, the physical keyboard phone died with a full screen phone, right? Yep. Now the full screen phone has reached the end of life cycle because there is no more improvement that can happen. Mm. Everything else is just very minor, nothing mm. else, right? And then you have on the other end, uh, computers that are becoming smaller and smaller, mm. tablets that are replacing laptops. Mm. So there is this middle range of tablets, then tablets with bigger size or smaller size, mobile phones with bigger size and bigger size, tablets with smaller size and smaller size, and bam, tablets and phones meet. with a physical keyboard. You see, it's a molet. <laughs> <laughs> If it ever becomes an official <laughs> name, they will start this trend. Molet. Do you have a molet? It was like phone, tablet, tablet, molet. <laughs> it really doesn't make sense. What's it? So, okay, so if Blackberry were to hold on long enough, right, they might just become relevant again. I'm not kidding you. This will happen. Okay. Let's see whether the bullet happens. <laughs> okay, next up. Uh, Google Assistant will be able to make phone calls for you sooner than you think. So according to the Star article, I wrote here Start. It's actually the Star. This awesome and scary feature is rolling out to the US this summer, which actually is just around the corner. So for those of you who don't know, Google Duplex, uh, which is what this feature is, is a feature on Google Assistant that allows it to make calls on behalf of the user. During a recent Google I.O. demo, Duplex was actually able to talk exactly like a human being and even the person on the other line may not be able to know if it's a oh. Google Assistant making the call. The hair appointment. The, the, the hair, hair appointment, appointment and the restaurant. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> thing. Someone got an um. <laughs> yeah. did, you, did, you, did you three mimic like a human? Yeah. Like, um. Cute. I found it cute. <laughs> Yeah, it is quite cute because she sounds a little bit of, not to be discriminated, but she sounds a little bit like a bimbo. Yeah, like a blonde. <laughs> like, oh, people can relate. Hi, I would like to make an appointment um, for someone. A <laughs> hair appointment. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> so cute. A bit. At about 10 p.m. Well, I think it was 10 a.m. or something. Shit, let's cut that out. <laughs> uh, yeah. If it ever comes to Malaysia, what do you think? Well, it's it, the the prob the problem with this. The reason why this became a very big uh, big big news is because half of what Google demos in I/O never happens because mm -hmm. it's like a whole distant future, uh, alternate reality kind of stuff. But this is actually happening not in a year, but it got announced just a couple of months back, and immediately now this summer, within these two months, is launching in the US. Mm. Um, maybe it may never reach this part of the world because half of the stuff that Google launches never reach this part of the world. Mm. But if it does, what do we think? 
I'm actually quite excited I'm about quite excited. it. So imagine yeah, our Google assistant say, uh, uh, cannot lah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, because I don't like making phone calls, I feel very awkward most yeah, of the time. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, got an assistant to help me now. Yeah. So this is the thing, because a lot of people, especially in our generation onwards and younger, we prefer not to make phone calls. Mm. This, is a, this, is, this is a very big thing. Mm. Uh, will this cause us to go back to see more value in calls again? Or will it just be something that my digital assistant will do it, I will never do it? I think it will come to a point that the digital assistant can do so much, can ask so many questions. Mm. But we, yeah, like we, like, let's say we want to know more about this uh, bank service or what mm. we need to mo- know more about it oh. like what if the digital assistant can't ask enough questions for us mm. like the questions we want like because banking we need that sense of security I don't think banking will be something in the near future yeah. maybe they are talking about service industry setting appointment is, yeah, is something pretty straightforward because all Google needs to do is access a Google calendar and then you allow a certain slots then they will just push out slots option one two and three maybe you know it will just be a series of questions step one what do you want to do mm. um step two based on your calendar what is your first option second option third option then it will run the whole thing based on the options I given think what how it happens is all the faq questions right will be answered by all these ais then if any AIs they cannot answer, they will answer, oh, let me let me connect you with our the manager or the customer service. Then that's where the customer service pick up the call. In your in your application, you're talking about Google Assistant being used yeah. as a brand. Right. But this is Google Assistant being used as a user. Mm. Which is a very good which is a very good application because I yeah, want you still my idea. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, but okay. <laughs> Because, college because I really think that Google can monetize this. Mm. They can sell this to brands Correct. and they and they can turn this into a like a customer service uh, center. But that is when it's get, it will be very scary. Because if if the AI reached the level that it can answer almost any of your question, yeah. it means that it's yeah. very intelligent. Well, then yeah. like what <laughs> happens to like all of us, we don't even want to make phone calls anymore. Yeah. I just, well, this whole AI thing is very scary, but I just watched a movie from Netflix called Tao, T-A-U. So if you haven't watched it, you should, because it kind of teaches you how to uh, win over an AI, outsmart an AI. Sponsor mm. us, Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this, this club was not sponsored by Netflix, but it can be. But if you want to, but that's in future. Let's just say, like, future, that really, like, we, we pro- probably we wouldn't have our own personal assistant. Yeah. AI. So, like, our AI will talk to the AI. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the AI is talking to AI, then you just sit down and go, like, okay. <laughs> I, 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 for me, it's like, there are certain level that I would still prefer to do with myself. Okay. Yeah. Because, because it becomes. It makes you become very lazy. Mm. It will it will give us more time to enhance our critical thinking side of our brain. But the common side of our brain will be like, this is just too common, I don't even know how to answer kind of situation. Yeah. You know? It'll Maybe human very, evolution yeah. will reach I towards There's a need to balance of, of certain things. Like phone calls, I think I will prefer to do it myself. You know, we have there's a word for what you are thinking right now. Yes. It's called being old. <laughs> 
trend. Right. Catch up to the... <laughs> no, no, no. No, you see, you see, this is how the trend is, right? People who resist tradition, uh, resist technology yeah. are usually old people. No. Yeah. And then what? people be like, what? Really? But I'm so looking forward to it. It's like the coolest thing ever. You old uh, people just don't want it. And you always said, oh, back in times with yeah, time like, was so much better I'm back then. I'm not saying that I resist. Resist <laughs> that. I think there's a certain percentage that I will rely on technology, and certain percentage. No, you know, it's like it's like it's instead of walking, people are taking scooters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's what's the point? Well, that's I that's what actually, the Stone Age people will tell about the car age. People. I <laughs> tell about the play age. I know, right? You know. <laughs> but in this case, I actually agree with Weihan because mm-hmm. I don't want to be too dependent on technology or any other gadgets that some on something that I can actually just do myself. But let's say right, um we don't we already don't use phones. So what is the difference if the digital assistant use something that we really don't use on our behalf to make it easy for us? Hmm. Oh yeah. That is a mic drop. Next <laughs> I need it. <a> Stop <laughs> We have you got something for us today. Yep. Okay. Uh, I've been doing. Uh, I've been doing measurement report for Google Ads, and then uh, what I noticed for five months, um, the conversion of tablets and in terms of uh, impression and reach also, it's it's it it has been very very bad. Um, there are a few reasons that uh could be could be it. Uh, but the main culprit would be responsive websites mm-hmm. because there is something like uh, websites are built in grids yeah. so it, it has this fluid grids whereby it's scaled down you know, it's stacked up and stuff like that um, but it's usually optimized uh, for mobile phones and laptops only or computers in fact uh, so tablet is having a it's like not I here, not uh, there. Identity of, crisis. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like oh, where should I stand? <laughs> should I stand here or should I stand there? So uh, then we, I, I'm sure, I'm sure that the tablets trend has dropped throughout the years. Also, I don't yeah. see people carrying tablets. I like, mean, we see people using more of their smartphones. Yeah. Or so, they need two laptops. Yeah. So so um, if I think if uh, as a tip if. Let's just say mm. Google Ads. I don't think they can exclude tablets from now. Um, actually, in terms of Google Ads, what they would do is uh, they serve not based on mobile or based on um, this. Is, I think it's tablet, Android, but uh, it they serve it based uh, on uh, how you see your search result. Let's say if it's a search result mm. or your website, if you see it as a desktop site. Then they will serve it as a desktop. Mm. If you see it as a mobile, then they serve it as a mobile format. Yeah. That's how they would do it. Yeah. And how tablets stand in between is just the difference of uh, whether you're using iOS or Android or mm. you're using yeah. Windows. Yes. So if you're using iOS or Android, what happens is, uh, well, let's say you're using Chrome on Android or uh, Chrome on iOS, mm. then the format that will happen will be a mobile format. Yeah. Mm. So then your, your metrics will come in as a they would consider it as a mobile metrics um, in a form factor that is tablet. But tablet also has Windows 10. 
if you use a tablet on Windows 10, like Huawei ones or the, the mm -hmm. Surface Pro, then it's not considered a tablet. It's considered a laptop. Huh. Yeah. So then you are serving it as a as a browser format, a desktop format. So the conclusion yes. it's it's operating system we use. The conclusion is people are having very bad experience with with, with um, the UI and stuff like that in yeah. terms of the responsiveness. So that's the reason. So the thing is, but the thing is that uh, while Microsoft is pushing very hard for Windows 10, full Windows 10 on tablet form factor. Mm -hmm. Apple is pushing for iOS mm -hmm. on a tablet form factor. That means Apple is, well, this is a, a lot of, um, what is this called? Uh, speculations, right? Yeah. But there is a very, very strong possibility that Apple is phasing out the Mac OS and replacing mm -hmm. it with iOS, which means that the laptop format of Apple may be gone in the next few years. Um, but the problem now is that iOS is not strong enough to replace it yet because the multitasking is not as powerful as how a Mac should be. And um, because Mac has a lot of legacy users who are in design, iOS is not strong enough to take over that as well. But soon they will be able to do it because right now, right, the next generation laptops are all using ARM processors, which means processors that has no fan. Mm. They are... Processors without fan are just literally tablets. So all these um, things will all be gone. All these little fan ducts will all be gone. Um, they will be a lot more, uh, they conserve a lot more power. Oh, yay! So they don't need to say, no! Yay! <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> we shall see what happens. Is there anything else uh, from Rehan? No, not for this week. All right, um, so that's it for this week's uh, Social Media Weekly, 3rd of July, 2018. We kind of overran by 15 minutes. We tried to keep it at 30 minutes, but I think recently we've been rambling for quite a bit, which we hope is good. Um, so- That's the ads. Because, no, the ads taking up like- Ads are important, okay? Ads are important. Don't complain about ads. I'm just saying it's plus the ad. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if- um, you have any comments, feedbacks, reviews? Um, let us know. Let us know. Drop us a message. Uh, feedback to us uh, on any of the places where you get this podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, in our website. Um, give us a call. Stop. Just don't stalk us. <laughs> and um, leave us a review, five star, preferably. If not, then whatever star you think is good for us. Uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram, website, YouTube. We are on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Anchor, Anchor, Castbox, and Pocket Cast, Radio Public. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's the other one? Breaker. Yeah, I think Breaker. Yeah. Breaker as well. We're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> almost everywhere. Almost everywhere. We're still trying to get into Spotify and Stitcher. Uh, yeah, that's it for this week. My name is Sean. I'm JK. Christina. I'm Rehan. Bye. Bye. See you next week. <laughs>